This is money line. This is money line. This is money. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Yeah, we made it. You just talking. If they hate it, you know they're watching. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Presented by Klein's Jewelry and MyBookie. Klein's Jewelry and MyBookie. Live from the RentersWarehouse.com studios. Here's Jerry Bow and Josh Jordan. Nice camera action. Hello, world. Welcome in to another edition of Moneyline on a dark, dark Sunday. But here on Moneyline, it's always light as we shine under the bright lights. In the studio with the statistician, my partner in grind at Jordan PFX is where you can find him, Josh Jordan. What's going on, Jerry? How you doing this week, my man? I, uh, I'm i a little bit in the zone right now. I am uh, I feel like a, today is going to be on another level. I think we're bringing it to a... We got the man back behind the glass. Every Sunday, 10 to 12, bringing the beats, bringing the jams. Cam! What's Gucci family? Glad to be back. I missed y'all last week. It's nice, right? Everybody feeling a little more well-rested after the, the fall back last night? Reach out to us anytime during the show on Twitter at Moneyline975 or give us a call 713-780-ESPN. We'll be glad to talk anything fantasy, anything gambling. We're ready to get this week started and let's talk money. It's, it's all about money. You know, we had a really good week last week. I was very happy the Seahawks came through for me. That was a big bet for us last week. Happy about that. Uh, man, that, it was a good fantasy week. I've, I've got one of my leagues where I've only got one loss. So I'm, I'm, I'm really wow. digging. That's my big money league. So I'm feeling pretty good about that. How'd you fare last week? As far as season long, it's been rough for me. I've had a, I've had a few season-ending injuries that have altered my lineups, but... DFS world, I've been killing it, man. I'm not going to lie to you there. And then obviously the bookie buster movement and everything, everyone out there listening, we've been killing it. Last week was just another one in the books, and we're ready to get it going. It's also, the Gal Media All-Stars, we've all been killing it. I went back and listened to the show last week. Holly was all over it. I mean, Eric and I on the, on the Panthers, you know what I mean? Yeah. Everything. It all worked out. So I, I guess we're getting a good vibe going, and we ho- hopefully we can keep it going. No doubt. And, hey, it was really nice to see the Texans get a win. They're starting to get their stuff together, looking good. That was that was fun. A Thursday night football game. They got the dub. Uh, this week should be interesting too. So it's uh, it's actually the afternoon game this week. So at noon, I actually checked the local TV schedule. It looks like in Houston we're getting the Redskins game, and that's it. Yum. So <laughs> that's not exactly what I was hoping for. Um, but you know, it is what it is. Then we get the Texans at three and then a really great Sunday night game tonight, man. Brady versus Aaron Rodgers. I'm really looking forward to that one. That's got everything that you want in one game. The two big quarterbacks, the offenses that can shine at any moment, the big, big total. And I'm guaranteeing we see him points tonight. I can't wait to see it. That one's interesting. I I've got a I've got a play on that one. Jerry and I talked about it before the show, so we'll get to that a little bit later. That line's really been bouncing around on the Patriots game. It's I've seen it go from seven in favor of the Patriots down to five, back up to five and a half. So I mean, it, it's all over the place. So I, I think that's going to be a very fun game to watch tonight. Who are some players that stuck out from last week that you can consider some fantasy cash? Oh, man. This guy was my my put your name on it from last week. I'm talking about all day Adrian Peterson, baby. He came he came through big time. So I was really happy to see that. I actually like him again this week. I mean, that's all Washington. That's all they can do is run the ball. Name a good receiver on their team. Yeah, don't don't bother. They don't have one. <laughs> yeah. So they're going to have to keep doing that. If they get behind, that could be a little scary this week. I believe they're playing the Falcons. So if, if that happens. You know, if they get behind, that could be bad. They're going to have trouble catching up. But if they can run the ball, play good defense, AD's going to eat again. What about you, Jerry? Who was who was some fantasy cash for you last week? I think we got to talk about Sammy Watkins some yeah. now because that offense, I mean, we know they shine, but it's real easy to forget about Sammy. And whenever you talk about Kelsey and you talk about Tyreek, I mean, Sammy's doing his thing. Eight catches, 107 for two scores. Last week before that, 74 yards. He, I mean, he's clearing usually 70-plus 70, 70 yards and – 
usually a little touchdown. I mean, it's better than what we were getting from him in, uh, in, at the Rams. Absolutely. And do you think it's maybe, you know, he's new to the team. He's starting to kind of get a feel for it. Andy Reid's, you know, getting a, a little bit of experience, you know, having him in the lineup every week. I think that might be something to do with it. And obviously Tyree Kill's getting a lot of attention on the other side. Speaking of new to team, uh, we had a couple big trades, right, This in the trade deadline this yeah. week and a couple wide receivers that were on the move. What do you think about the Golden Tate move? I think it probably hurts his value a little bit. Um, I, I just, you know, I think Ertz is the guy over there for the Eagles. They've still got Aguilar. They've still got Alshon Jeffrey. I think he probably would have put up better numbers if he stayed with Stafford. But, I mean, he's not a guy that I'm totally giving up on. But I think he, you know, his value make, takes a slight downtick. Uh, what do you think about with him? Uh, I, I think it hurts him and uh, kind of maybe even hurts Ertz a little bit because Golden Tate, out of the three big receivers over there with Marvin Jones, Galladay, and Tate, Tate was the one that had the least yards of uh, depth of target. So he was running shorter routes, right? So that maybe hurts the tight end position. I think the winner here, though, is the Kenny Galladay owners because now it opens up the door for someone that you wanted to see what he can do in an offense with more of a target share. And now that uh, Tate's gone, he he's to own 28.6 of the target share. That's gone now. He used to lead the team in receptions per game. That's gone now. Those, those balls got to go to somewhere. So I think they go to him and – if we talk about the short pass game, Theo Riddick might become yeah. even that much more valuable because they'll line them up in the slot sometimes. So just look for some changes coming up this week and uh, look to roster a few of those Lions receivers because one of the two, if not both, are going to shine. Yeah, I love Galladay. I think I think you're right with Tate as far as, you know, him and Ertz both work the middle of the field. So they're going to have to fight for those targets and maybe eat into each other's numbers a little bit. I like Galladay, I think, and I think, you know, Theo Riddick, I think you're right. He's back this week, so he may get some of those slot looks. It's kind of like Tyler Irvin's been getting the slot looks for the Texans because Kiki Cutie's leg keeps falling off every week. You know, I was so excited about him that we finally had a guy in the slot that, that could help out the Texans, but he just can't stay on the field. And speaking of the Texans, they made a big trade, too. What do you think of the Demarius Thomas deal? Uh, it's not what... We they needed ex exactly as far as the speed, the guy that could beat you over the top. They're hoping Kiki can eventually get to being on the field consistently. So right now, I guess we look at him as a big possession receiver. Now, you had some interesting stats. That I hope that you can explain better off to the people because I didn't really realize that he was still moving that fast. Yeah, you know, I was talking to Lance the other day and – you know, he, he has some of this information from, from Zebra, which they do advanced analytics, and they actually, it's player tracking. So instead of, you know, just guessing what a guy's 40 time is and if, you, if it looks like he can still run, they have sensors and they can tell you how fast they're running. And I thought it was really interesting that Demarius Thomas was running a little bit over 20 miles an hour. That's where he's topped out this season as fast as he's run down the field. That's also as fast as Will Fuller and DeAndre Hopkins are topping out this year, 20 miles an hour and change. Uh, so it's within a one mile per hour. I mean, just in that little window, they're about the same on, on the fastest that they are running down the field that they have been clocked in an NFL game this year. So I think Demarius Thomas is a guy that can still get down the field vertically. Now, I don't, I don't think underneath he's going to be as quick and be able to get open you know, as Hopkins or Will Fuller, but I think if you're just running him down the field, and you know, remember, he's 6'3", he's got that stride length going on too, so I think he can still get the top off the defense a little bit and, and, and push safeties back when they're running him that way so i i think that's something that the texans took into consideration so hopefully that's what we see today and hopefully you just see him on the field period and since 2011 hasn't missed games yeah. thousand plus yards in five or six seasons now we spoke about what fuller did for the team he ran 222 routes 92 of them were out of the slot that's 41 percent Thomas in Denver, he ran 53% of his routes out of the slot. Now, whenever they line up on the right-hand side, you would see Fuller much times go that right. That's what Thomas shines. He has a ridiculous, ridiculous 15-and-a-half-yard average density of target whenever he lines up outright. So like you said, he can run straight-line speed, and he uses his body, whether he wants to keep continuing or he wants to do stop routes, he can shield out these defensive backs and get the ball. I like to, to see where it goes forward. Maybe not so much this week, but again, I like him just having him in the locker room this week because he knows what the other team, you know, he knows 
knows the other team. That's his squad, and he knows where they were hurting. And I guess a little bit of that info doesn't hurt, right? No, I mean, and, and every player will tell you that's a real thing. They do sit you down after a trade, and they ask about tendencies. They ask about defense, offense, and he's been there a long time. And I also thought it was interesting. His rookie year remembers when Josh McDaniels was there. Mm -hmm. So he might have a little bit of familiarity with the the, the Patriots offense, you know, that Bill O'Brien's running. So I know that was a long time ago. It was only for one year. I don't expect that to, to be a huge difference maker, but at least he's seen it before. So I think that's big. And I think going forward, today's a little rough, right? Because we don't know how much they're going to work him into the offense, how much he knows. We're not really sure. But I think going forward, he's he's going to be somebody you might want to use for fantasy. And I know why the Texans did it. I mean, think about next year because he's still under contract if they want to hold on to him next year. And there's no guarantee that Will Fuller is going to be back from an ACL and 100% to start the season next year. And, and even if he is, the dude misses games. It's just it's just a fact he's missing games and I love Will Fuller, but he's hurt a lot. And, you know, and that was kind of a fluke with his ACL, right? I mean, he, it didn't even look like he fell down awkwardly. It just, yeah. it just went. So it just may be a deal where maybe he doesn't have the, the DNA to be an NFL football player. So at least they have another option now. Now they don't have to feel like they have to get a receiver in the first or second round in the draft too. And in the fantasy world, you look for opportunities and whether they come from trades injuries whatever the case may be now this opens up opportunity for Cornland Sutton someone that people want to see they want to see what he's got and now he was only getting 12.7 percent of the target share over there while Thomas was getting 21.2 at four and a half receptions per game Sutton was only getting two this week if you go look at the props they got Sutton set at four and a half basically they flip-flopped him and put him where Thomas was so they're expecting him to get more volume and I think we'll see that today in the game where they face each other and you know how teams are. They want to show that shiny toy like, hey, we made yeah. the right choice and this is why. And expect Sutton to get a little bit of extra with that chip on his shoulder that him and Case are going to have today playing the Texans. Uh, I think that you're going to see a, maybe a little extra, extra added volume. Breaking news. News flash. What's up, Josh? What's up, Jerry? How you guys doing on this rather gloomy Sunday morning? We are doing great. I imagine you've you've got some updates for us. Do you have what's interesting today? What's going on? Um, yeah, we've actually had some stuff just come across the line. I'll get to it in just a second. But as always, I'm just going to go position by position, Let's do and it. we're going to go run through it real quick. At quarterback, not a whole lot of news, but it's uh, it's Nathan Peterman time. So if you got the Chicago Bears defense, it's time to celebrate. And I do. (laughs) Over a running back, Adrian Peterson, he continues to fight through stuff. You talked on him earlier. He's going to be active, and this is is good news for him because Chris Thompson's going to be out. Really? Capri Bibbs is really banged up, so he's going to be getting almost all the touches over there yet again and expect that him, as long as they're in the game, he's going to have another big week. Theo Riddick is active. Peyton Barber is active. Kenyon Drake is active. And then we've got a whole list of guys who are going to be game-time decisions, so I'll get to them in that uh, 11 o'clock hour. At wide receiver, Tyree Kill, he missed some practice this week. He's yeah. going to be active. Good. Torrey Smith is out, which means DJ Moore could be in line for some extra targets today for the Panthers. Jamison Crowder is out. Kenny Stills, he was questionable coming into today. He's going to be out. Stefan Diggs, this is, the, this is one of the big ones. He didn't practice all week. Yeah. I've seen that he's doubtful from some places. Don't expect <laughs> him to play. Really? He's probably going to be out. Ooh, okay. And then for the Jets, this is the biggest news of the day so far. Both Robbie Anderson and Quincy Anunua are going to be active today. Coming into today, it was they were going to be game-time decisions, uh, maybe going to play, maybe not going to play. Both of them were only limited in practice on Friday, and that's all they had all week, so it was really up in the air whether they were going to play or not. But both of them are going to be active this week. At tight end, we got David Njoku is active. Jordan Reed, he showed up on the injury report. And with him, it's always a worry whenever he's on the injury report at any time, given his history. But he's going to be active this week. And one last little note for you guys. The Ravens are down both their starting tackles. So they got backups at both left and right tackle today. And that's all I got. I'll be back in that 11 o'clock hour with you guys. All right. Thanks, Andrew. All right. That's interesting. There's a a couple things about that that I'd like to hit on. Um, So Adrian Peterson, no Chris Thompson today? Yeah, he's going to get force-fed that ball. Uh, And it's weird because we know that the Falcons struggle. They've been the worst team against defending running backs, uh, passes to the running back position. So let's see if they can get AP involved in that. The one that stuck out to me is Thielen, right? And 
I mean, now what does that mean for him? Obviously, the streak, the hundred yard streak, continues, right? But if you go to my bookie right now, and I'm uh, right away when he said that, I wanted to think about okay, twenty one and a half points. That's what it's set at. I think he for sure surpasses that. And at my bookie, you can go over there and bet that right now. My bookie is the online destination to bet anything that you need. Just remember who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. They're safe, reliable, and in business for years. I say that strongly, strongly. We all know right now, and I don't even want to throw shots, but there's a lot of places out there that, that you might not be able to trust your money with right now. Let's be serious. These guys, every time I've, I mean, I'm getting paid out weekly when I went there. No problems, no no questions asked. Whenever you want to talk to someone in customer service, you don't get one of these robots that you get from these other sites. You get someone there willing to answer any kind of questions you have, and I love them. I love them. They uh, have in-game betting, live betting, the, the most rewarding player perks in the business. Right now, they're actually giving you 100% deposit bonus dollar for dollar that's put on 100 they're gonna give you 200 put on two they'll give you four that's bullets for you to fire and in this industry that we play in you want uh to have a bankroll to, to be able to experiment a little bit and for all you new guys out there i get a lot of questions on uh on twitter saying hey man i want to get started how do i get going this is how you get going go to my bookie ag right now use promo code radio I'll activate the offer they'll match you the, the deposit dollar for dollar now you got a little bit more bullets to play with now you got money to follow the money line team go to mybookie.ag right now and put that promo code radio when you uh start your account to claim the bonus you play you win you get paid my bookie i'm smooth my suede shoes they knew like nobody used to speak now everybody wait you dunk your mama house you set your sister straight i'm building a dream with elevators in it twitter twitter follow the show on twitter at moneyline 97.5 we don't get along we don't get along we don't get along this is money live on espn 97.5 and on espn 97.5.com presented by klein's jewelry live from the renters warehouse.com studios here's jerry bow and josh jordan Hey guys, welcome back to Moneyline. You heard Deep Voice Guy, Josh Jordan, Jerry Bow. We got Cam behind the glass. You are listening to Moneyline. If you want to get in, you got some fantasy or some gambling questions for us, you can reach us at 713-780-3776. Also can reach us if you want to tweet us, you have some questions at Moneyline975, at Jerry Bow Knows, and at Jordan PFX. So the one thing that Jerry and I were talking about is where's the sharp money coming from this week? What games and which side of these bets is the sharp money coming from? So this is presented by Thrive Plus, one of our new sponsors. So, so Jerry, give us a rundown. Where's, where's the sharp money coming in this week? All right, the most lopsided bets, and you want to be on the money side, not the bet side. The ticket side is usually the little tickets, the the public side, the guy that's gambling for leisure and not for the big bucks. So the lopsided bets, KC is getting pounded 84% of the bets. Minnesota at minus 4.5, 74% of the bets. Pittsburgh, 70% of the bets, and the Houston Texans, 66 Now, if you want to be on the sharp side, the best sharp teams, now, we, t- we said Minnesota. They're also getting sharp money. The tickets and the money are in Minnesota, 75%. Tennessee, 75%. There goes Pittsburgh again. You see Pittsburgh pop up on the sharp money and the tickets. So they're getting pounded, and that's just something to look forward to. That KC line scares me. I, I think the number's kind of big. We'll talk about it a little bit later. But that much money uh, or tickets getting printed out on them, it's it's scary to me. I, I can Look, I'm with you. So let's... We're going to talk Houston anyway, and Houston was on that list right there. So let's dive into this Texans game a little bit. They're playing in Denver. It looks like, let me make sure the line's the same. Yeah, it looks like Denver is still a one-point favorite. What do you think, Jerry? You you looked at the sharp money there. Is, Is the Texans worth taking a chance on this week? I'm riding the Texans. I just think that the locker room is is headed towards, I think they they feel a little something coming now, and I think that I don't, the, the game's going to be one in the trenches, obviously, and that's where I think the Texans are going to hurt, yes, because that offensive line is going to struggle against a team that is top five in sack success rate. But I think that the ability of Watson to be able to make moves outside of the pocket, and a lot of people talk about Chris Harris and how he's going to shut down Hopkins or whatever or not. Chris Harris is one of the true slot 
cornerbacks. He'll stick in that corner, uh, in, in the slot corner for most of that game. He doesn't move around that much like people would think. So at the end of the day, Hopkins is going to eat. And I think that the Broncos are going to play. I think Keenum's got a little something else in his head about this game. I think he's going to try to make plays that he's been trying to make this plays in, uh, plays this year, and he's been throwing interceptions. We've seen him make bad mistakes after being the best quarterback last year in DVOA, and all of a sudden now he makes bonehead mistakes. I think this game is decided by about three or four points in the Texans' way. Interesting. And the, the one that gives me a little trepidation is I don't think Jonathan Joseph's going to play. You know, it's we're not going to know the inactives until much later today because it's a three o'clock game. So we don't know. I know he's been limited in practice this week. I don't know. That ankle injury looked pretty bad. I don't expect him to go. I'd love for him to play. And they do have a bye week for him to get a little rest. But playing devil's advocate, it also makes sense, right, to give him off today and then the bye week. And then hopefully that ankle's good to go for the second half of the season. I could see Emmanuel Sanders giving us a lot of trouble with no Jonathan Joseph today. Yeah, no, and that's something to watch out for. I'm curious to see where they're going to go with it. I'm curious to see if they're going to force feed Sutton. Like I said, his his receptions went up to four and a half. But I, I spoke about locker room, and something that sticks out to me is now the Texans five in a row. Since 2003, teams that are on a winning streak of five or more but are listed as an underdog, they're 24 and 13 against the spread the next week. So they usually – it kind of tells you that the the – the feeling in the locker room's up, you know what I mean? Morales are going, people are starting to believe, and then they get listed as an underdog. You're on a five-game losing streak, and then boom, they list you as an underdog. You get up for those games, and you say, hey, we're here to prove it, and that goes to show. 24 and 13 against the spread, I love those numbers. That is interesting. So this is one of those games where I'm probably not going to bet it just because I I don't feel good about it. I just don't have a good feeling for, for what's going to happen with this one. I, I just feel like there's... It could go several different ways for me. So obviously, guys, listen to Jerry. He knows what the hell he's talking about. So if, if he likes Houston, then that's probably a good bet. Just for me, you know, as a Texans fan, I just see him win that many games in a row. I just feel like, you know, that something's got to something's got to give. And I, I really worry about that defensive line for the Broncos coming. And I know the Texans' offensive line has improved the last few weeks, which is great. But I don't know if they've seen anybody like Vaughn Miller. I know he's not having his best career season or anything like that, but he's still a mismatch for our tackles. So that concerns me a little bit. One guy I would like to bring up is, man, Lamar Miller really came through last week. We pushed him pretty hard on the show. He went over 100, had a touchdown. I think he has a good matchup again this week. And they're going to have to run the ball to keep Deshaun upright and you know, make the Broncos respect the run. What do you think about Lamar Miller this week for fantasy? At this point, this is what we were looking for. If you've been waiting on him, you had him on your roster, and now he's doing his thing, people don't realize that Denver's not what they used to be. Last five games, they've allowed 6.25 yards per carry. That's big. The uh, They're without Brandon Marshall, the big top inside linebacker, and... I mean, that's exactly what you're looking for. Miller's count 17, 22, and 18 since returning from his week five chest injury. So look at him. He's an RB2 lock play. All right. And on, on Denver's side of the ball, this is we'll get into this a little more with Josh, ADHD. He'll be joining us a little later to help you guys with all your, your daily fantasy or any general fantasy questions you have. I kind of like Case Keenum this week in daily, and it's not because I think he's great or anything like that, but I do think – a little bit of a revenge game for Case. We heard that noise about him saying O'Brien never really considered him more than a backup quarterback, and maybe he's got a chip on his shoulder this week. But he's only 4900 on DraftKings this week. I mean, he's he's the same price as Brock Osweiler, and, Alec, and he's cheaper than Alex Smith. So I think a stack with Case and Emmanuel Sanders, like I said, I think Emmanuel Sanders is going to have a nice game today. I, I think he's somebody to consider this week. What do we think about um, – what do we think about Deshaun Watson this week? I mean, he he's a, he. I think he's in his groove. You know what I mean? I I do. I don't. At this point, I think maybe not what he was last year, right? But at this point, he's obviously every week starter. But as far as DFS, people still not catching on to him. I mean, when he's when he's in this groove and he can move that ball, I like him, and I ha, I have him on season long teams, and I, I'll continue to roster him on on the on the on the DFS world because. I don't think, especially this week, like I said, people are going to shy away from, they're going to think that Denver defense, and at the end of the day, I think this total's going over, and that's a little that's a little tease ahead. This, t- this total, I think, goes over, and for that to happen, I think Wanta has to shine. 
And if you if you take Watson and Daly, he's the third most expensive quarterback this week. He's at sixty three hundred, so you're going to need him to come through with a pretty big game to justify that price. Tag. And it's t- it's tough too, also because the Broncos they give up the second fewest rush yards to quarterbacks, and that hit rate the seventeen point eight hit rate against quarterbacks. Watson is going to be under pressure. He'll have to create. I just think he gets rid of the ball quicker than usual today. There you go. And for me. I kind of like the Broncos as a as a play in DFS this week. Their defense, that is, it's only twenty three hundred bucks to play Denver, so that's a pretty you know two thousand is the cheapest defense you can get this week. So to get the Broncos at twenty three hundred, they're playing at home against an offensive line that's not that good. You know, as much as Deshaun Watson's a great quarterback, he he does turn the ball over pretty regularly. So I think that's somebody you might want to look at this week for Denver. Um, what about Demarius Thomas? You know, the new guy. We talked about him joining the team. What do we think about him this week? Do we think he's a play? If you had him on your year-long fantasy team and he's a guy that you typically counted on, maybe he's your flex, maybe he's your number two receiver, would you feel confident rolling him out there this week? I probably won't be rolling him out in the DFS world yet. I think that it'll take a little bit to get accustomed. But again, I don't know what the mentality of these teams are going to be. He's got the opportunities going to be there, obviously, with all the injuries going on. But I don't know how fast he's going to get accustomed to that uh, to that offense. It, I, I'm really curious to see what happens in this game on both sides. Because like I said, we, we, we spoke about Sutton. What's going to happen there? Are they going to force feed him? Uh, the window's an opportunity to open up for a lot of people with that trade. And it just so happens to be they play each other. It's funny. It, it really is. And I've just, I don't know, Cam, if you've gotten a lot of this, I've had a lot of people hitting me up. Like, what do you do with Demarius Thomas this week? Do, do you start him? Do you, do you just want to watch him play for a week before you start him? What are you doing with him, Cam? I'm immediately starting him. I mean, especially against a team that he's been, that he's known very well. I mean, he was there for, what, seven or eight years. So he, he knows kind of their tendencies, their philosophies. And the thing is, is you traded him to replace Will Fuller. So yeah. if you're not going to start him, it's kind of like, why did you go after and get him? Not to mention, I think he was a still as a fourth-round pick. I mean, you're talking about a yeah. guy that, with a good quarterback, puts up monster numbers. He's kind of like, you know, DeAndre Hopkins. Puts up numbers no matter what quarterback he has, but when he actually has a good one, he puts up horrifically, outrageously good numbers. And so... If I'm the Texans, I'm I'm plugging in Demarius Thomas because that right there, if Demarius can return to kind of what he was with Peyton Manning or even, you know, even a couple years after that, you I mean you're looking at maybe the best tandem in the National Football League. So Yeah. For a while there, remember they would every week you would see him and Sanders up there, top fifteen wide receivers, and it was it was money. So I'm real curious to see what Josh ADHD has to say about the whole situation. And folks, if you're listening, this next segment in about five minutes, seven one three seven eight zero ESPN, get all your questions in. We'll have Josh ADHD from Roto Grinders and Fantasy Insiders. You know that that segment is magic. He goes off and get your questions ready. Start lining up. Yeah, we will we'll try to get to everybody. And, guys, we know you have questions this week. There are so many teams on a bye this week. You know you're starting somebody that you're like, man, this guy's going to kill me this week, but I, I don't have any better options. Well, that's why we have Josh coming on. That's why Jerry and I talk about this stuff. This is going to be a tough week for flex plays. It's going to be a tough week for number two running backs and receivers because, like I said, there's so many teams on a bye this week, and you know – you have to win. We're getting to that point in the season where if you don't get over 500 and start making a push for the playoffs, it's going to be lights out. So this is the time to get it together and uh, to make sure you get your best possible chance of making fantasy points this week because, man, if you go on a two-game skid, that's probably about it this time of year. And all, Yeah, he says it's the, close, it's the prime time of the year. My man Nick Sherrara here from the station, he reached out and he was sending mass trades to whoever, like just reaching out. Yeah. He, he, uh, he reached out to me and said, hey, man, if you have a running back, Go ahead. I forgot. I was. Uh, it makes me laugh. I said I forgot to even enter him back. Next thing I see, I see an email that says the trade went through. Nick Sherrara ran off with Tariq Cohen. You yeah, know what I mean? And, and he gave up. Did you see who he gave yeah, up? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. My <laughs> man won, and 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 that's what you got to do. You got to go ahead and put yourself out there. Go ahead and 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 start reaching out to four or five different people. It's pretend you're Jerry Jones out there. You know what I mean? You got to will and deal, and eventually somebody will catch on. Now, now Nick is sporting a Tariq Cohen jersey this week, and things are looking up. I told him. He told me about that trade. He's like, what do you think? And I was like, oh, my God. That's all you gave up for Tariq Cohen? Like, I, I hope you took out the fantasy owner for a nice seafood dinner, you know, and because he uh, – <laughs> Nick really gave it to this owner. I'm telling you, man. Like, it, I was impressed. I was like, wow, what a trade. That could turn around his season. So, way to go, Nick. And 
And guys, Jerry's right. This is the time. Put out those trade offers. You know, don't send out your best offer first, but, you know, put out a decent offer so people don't just scoff at it and not consider it. But this is the time. Trade deadline's coming up. Take a look at the the playoff schedule coming up. See who your guys are playing during the playoffs. Uh, The Chargers, they're a great defense to pick up. The next three weeks, man, they have great matchups. So keep them in mind. If you need a defense and, you know, yours isn't playing so well or their matchups aren't good, Chargers is going to have three good matchups in a row. And if you don't pick them up now, get in before the waiver wire today. You may not be able to get them on waivers at the end of the week. So that's something to keep in mind. And the other thing I want you guys to keep in mind is the Texans are playing at the, the afternoon game today, right? The three o'clock game. And that means that you're probably going to start your, your celebrations and, and your alcohol a little later yeah. than, than maybe if you, you know, for their noon kickoff, right? You're probably going to get it going around three and, you know, all the way up till seven, you're probably going to be having yourselves a good time. That hangover will be rough tomorrow. Yeah, that's going to be rough when you got to go to work. So, you know what I would do, Jerry? I'm going to take some Thrive Plus, right? You got to get that Thrive Plus in. And look, over 60% of Americans drink alcohol at least every month. You know, drinking's a part of life. And, you know, if you listen to our show, Jerry and I like to have a few cocktails. And once you hit the age of 30, even a moderate amount of alcohol can make you feel less than 100%. And I'll be the first to admit that, you know, even after a few drinks, you just don't feel the same the next day. So what you got to do is, is you got to take Thrive Plus. To use Thrive Plus, you simply take three capsules after your last alcoholic beverage or before you go to bed. It's designed to reduce alcohol's negative effects by giving your liver what it needs to process alcohol and its toxic byproducts. Like I'm not a scientist, but I've tried it and it totally works. I took it at the pub crawl a couple weeks ago. I felt great the next day. So don't just take my word for it. The product has recently been shown on Shark Tank. The founder is an Ivy League graduate and they have five PhDs on their team. And if you don't feel at least 50% better the next day, the company will give you your money back. So whether you're having one drink or five or whatever, just take three Thrive Plus caplets afterwards. It's that simple. You're going to start feeling better. You'll wake up. Your liver's going to thank you. Thrive Plus is a Houston-based company. And if you order before 4 p.m., you're going to receive the product on your doorstep the next day, guys. So you definitely want to take advantage of this. You don't want to go into work Monday feeling terrible. So to order Thrive Plus, just go to DecideThrive.com. That's DecideThrive.com. They're even on Amazon, so if you want to order that way, you can do it that way. It's Thrive Plus on Amazon. I don't drink without Thrive Plus, and neither should you. Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline975. Checking for the man of the year. Oh, met man of the year. Met man of the bounce. Where I see girls everywhere. Hands, hands, hands in the air. So party over here. Checking for the man of the year. Oh, met man of the year. Met man of the bounce. Where I see girls everywhere. Hands, hands, hands in the air. So party over here. You are listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by MyBookie. Live from the RentersWarehouse.com studios, here's Jerry Bow and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline. You know what that song means. 713-780-ESPN. Get on the phone line and get all your questions in. We got Josh from Roto Grinders and Fantasy Insiders coming on. Hey, we missed him last week. We got a lot to catch up on. What's going on, Josh? <laughs> What's up, Josh? You there, my man? Yes, I am. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Oh, we are fantastic. We're so glad to have you with us to to help us get through this week at Daily Fantasy. I'm, I'm excited about this week, but even, you know, I need some help, I think, this week, Josh. So I'm going to fire a couple questions. You ready to go? Yeah, let's do it, man. All right, man. Here's what I'm struggling with a little bit this week on DraftKings for dailies. I'm not loving the tight end options this week. Um, I plugged O.J. Howard into one of my lineups at 4,300. I like the matchup. It's, you know, just with Cam Brate. You don't know how they're going to break up those looks. What's your strategy this week for tight end? Well, at tight end, no, actually, I really, really, really like O.J. Howard this week. I think he's at a very high potential smash spot. You know, it's that... We, we have a really good feeling about Tampa Bay throwing the ball a ton this week, and you did mention the split between he and Bray. I don't think that split is as much as people want to make, but I think Howard's the guy. 
Um, and we saw that Fitzpatrick didn't have any problems throwing him the ball earlier this season when he started. So I, I really like Howard. Otherwise, at tight end, it looks like Kyle Rudolph is going to be a very popular pivot this week, especially with the news that Stephon Diggs is going to sit. Um, I saw some, some data on Twitter this morning that indicated that, that Rudolph has gotten in the neighborhood of 20% of the target share for Minnesota when Diggs is out. So I think he's a, he's a good look this week. I like Vance McDonald a lot in, the, in against Baltimore. I think he has potential to score a touchdown and get, you know, let's say 80 to 100 yards. Otherwise, it's Kelsey for me. And I think Kelsey's probably the best play on the board at tight end. Obviously, his price uh, tells you that DraftKings and Vandal think the same thing. But I think if you just don't want to have any guesswork at tight end, I think Kelsey's the guy you want to go with. I'm seeing in many places that they have uh, David Njoku projected as the second highest ownership as far as tight ends. Um, coming off that game last week where he did nothing, what do you think about him this week? I like Njoku quite a bit this week. You know, he did goose egg last week, but I, that doesn't concern me. He's still a target monster in the offense. If we have a feeling that Cleveland is going to be behind in this game, which I think everybody would agree with that, I don't see how you would get away from Njoku. I think he's a great player. That's interesting. Yeah, he. Uh, <laughs> I went to look at a stat line from last week, and I'm like, "Where is it?" Like, <laughs> you know, I, I went to Google and I tried a couple things. I'm like, "Oh my god!" It, yeah, that that's terrifying when you see that happen. Let's pivot over to quarterbacks this week. What, what's your strategy for for QB this week, Josh? And and I, you know, I always run across a, a cheap quarterback. I, I like to throw out at you this week for me. It's Case Keenum. I, I'm stacking him with Emmanuel Sanders. I just kind of like the price tag, and with Jonathan Joseph probably not likely to play, I think that might be something that could come through this week. Yeah, I think Keenum is an excellent play this week. We know that they're going to throw the ball plenty. Uh, I have a feeling that Houston can win this game. I think it's very high potential for a high-scoring game with both teams pushing the total up into the upper 50s, even lower 60s, potentially. If we think that's the case, and we know Keenan's going to be swinging it around pretty good, I love the stack with him and Sanders this week. It's an excellent pivot off Cortland Sutton to everybody is going to be playing. And I would much rather use that Keenum and Sanders stack than play Sutton individually, personally. So I really like that. Otherwise, at quarterback, I'm looking, uh, you know, everybody could be looking at the New Orleans Rams game with Breeze and Golf. I think both of those guys are excellent plays. I do want to put a, a word of caution out there. I think there's a, a good potential for this game to go under the 60, you know, pretty healthy margin. Like, I think this game could end up being 24-20, 24-23, something like that. And this game being a little, not slower pace, but maybe a little bit more of a slugfest than everybody thinks it's going to be, even though it's in the talent. But I still like both of those quarterbacks. I like Patrick Mahomes quite a bit. Now, you're going to pay top dollar for him, but you know what you're going to get, and you think that they're going to be in a very good game script in Cleveland. Uh, I, I don't see any reason why you would shy away from Mahomes. Like, he has 40-point ceiling this week and probably a 20- to 25-point floor. So I think it's that's a really good play. Otherwise, um, you know, I've been looking at Cam Newton quite a bit. He's going to be super popular because he's facing the Buccaneers. Yeah. I like that play. I don't have any issue with it. Otherwise, if I'm going to go off the beaten path, like just let's, let's play somebody that nobody's going to be playing, I might look at Joe Flacco this week. If we think that that game is going to get high scoring, I think that he gives you some salary relief with a potential for, let's say, a ceiling game where he cracks 300 and gets three touchdowns and really pays off you know, his lower price. We're talking with Josh ADHD from Roto Grinders and Fantasy Insiders at Fantasy ADHD is where you can find them. Let's go to the HRMP listener line. We got Renee. What's going on? You're on Money Line. Yeah, I was calling just uh, I'm, I'm in a multi quarterback lead. I was wondering what you guys are, are thinking about the San Francisco situation with uh, uh, Mullins and Beathard. Yeah, I think Mullins is worth a speculative ad. In, a, in like two quarterback or super flex leagues, if we feel like he's at least going to get the start next week, I think he's worthwhile and worth adding. And, and otherwise, going forward, I mean, he, he played really well on Thursday night. And granted, they played the Oakland Raiders, who have given up on the season. So I think there's a big grain of salt we need to take there. But the other thing I saw out of Mullins that I have not seen out of Bethard so far is aggressiveness and willingness to throw the ball downfield. And if I think if Kyle Shanahan and the rest of the 49ers organization feels like Mullins gives them a better chance to win and develop the rest of the team, I'm pretty sure they're going to play him. So I think he's worth an ad right now. 713-780-ESPN. Get your questions in. He, uh, we got maybe about 10 minutes left with him, so fire off. 
Josh, what's going on, man? So, obviously, the Rams are playing the Saints today. Saints have a horrific pass defense. You got three great receivers over there on the Rams. You got, uh, obviously, Woods, who's costing about 7000 Cooks at about 6700 And then Cooper Cup, who's making his return, who's costing about 6000 If you are to pick one of those guys, which one would you go with? I think I'd go with Cup this week. He's the cheapest option. And usually when you get a crowded situation like that where almost everybody gets an equal split, the cheapest option is usually the best one. Not only because of the flexibility they'll give you with the rest of your roster, but... It, it seems like this is kind of narrative-based. It seems like the cheaper guy ends up being just as good as the more expensive guys in, in that type of uh, situation. Looking at running backs this week, and depending on where you get your projected ownerships, though, but I see at most places that they got four running backs over 20%. That's the Hunt, Gurley, McCaffrey, and Kamara. Who do you like best out of those top-owned guys, Even uh, let's even say like uh, in a tournament? Who do you think shines the most out of all of them? I think... I think the best bet is probably going to be Kamara out of all of those players because uh, we know that he's, he's got the – he doesn't have the best base issues in his offense. I mean, I think that goes to, to guys like Hunt and Gurley. But I think that his ceiling potential is much higher than the other players. I think his floor is equivalent. So if I was going to use a guy either for cash or tournaments this week, I would probably side with Kamara. That's interesting. I like him this week as well. You were talking about your expectations for Cam this week a little earlier, Cam Newton. DJ Moore's a guy I have my eye on this week. Do you think that he's going to be a thing coming on now, or maybe it was just a flash last week? I think it was a little bit situational last week because Devin Bunches was pretty well locked up by the Baltimore defense. It seemed like they focused a lot of their firepower on him. So, I, you know, the pecking order has been so far in that offense. It's Bunches, it's Olsen, it's McCaffrey, and then it's everybody else. So if we think that D.J. Moore can take, in my opinion, what will be a limited target volume, let's say four to six targets, and turn that into 18 to 24 drafting points, then I think you play him. Right. If you don't think that he's going to be able to, to maximize that, what in my opinion will be smaller volume, then I think you need to look elsewhere. We got a question from Twitter from our man Jermaine Cup or Ridley? Oh, Cup for sure, for sure. Yeah, I, I love Cup this week too. I like Ridley this week a lot as well. I think I think he could really come through with a big game. I'm going to talk about him when I I give out my flex plays a little bit later. What do you think about Calvin Ridley this week? I think it's an excellent tournament option. I absolutely do. You know, nobody is going to be on this Atlanta-Washington game because they think it's going to be kind of – Washington drags everybody down into the quagmire. They play this real conservative, kind of slow-paced, just dink-and-dunk game on defense and on offense. So I, I think this is a great week to use Julio in tournaments. I think it's a great week to use Ridley in tournaments, Matt Ryan in tournaments, stack them up. And you might even sprinkle in uh, a little bit of Edo Smith because he's still relatively low-priced at running back. If he gets off for a couple of touchdowns because the receivers don't score, I think that could be kind of a, a tournament winning play right there. But I wouldn't use, I wouldn't be highly leveraged on those guys. I mean, I, I sprinkle them in at relatively low percents, but they'll still be, you know, highly leveraged relative to the field. All right, let's go back to the HRMP listener line. Romero, you're on money line. Hello, um, I have a question. Should I put Michelle in my starting lineup, even though he's questionable? I'm sorry, it kind of broke up a little bit. Who uh, Sony, are you asking about? Uh, Sony Michelle, should he should he play him even though he's he's questionable? Oh, I, my opinion is if you have if you have another option that you could play either in the Sunday night game or the Monday night game for your flex, if you have a flex spot, I would put Michelle in there for now and be ready to swap him out upon news. Otherwise, I think it's too risky to try to roster him if you don't have anybody that you can swap in after him. Yeah, that, that's good advice. You have to have other options just in case he doesn't go. All right, let's go back to the line. West, you're on Money Line. What's up? Hey, what's up, guys? I'm in a standard league, and I have a flex spot open for Deion Lewis or Cortland Sutton, I believe his name is. Yep. Yeah, I, between those two guys, I think Sutton is probably the safer play of the two. Lewis does have some upside, uh, but only – caution that we get there is just we haven't seen much from Tennessee offensively this year and I think this is going to be a really slow paced kind of ugly game against Dallas you know Dallas we know they like to play slow anyway and their defense is is secretly good this year like they have a really solid defense so I don't have I don't think Deion Lewis has a high ceiling and I think his floor is low enough to where you would side with Sutton either way okay thanks 
All right, we got another caller. Jermaine, you're on Moneyline. What's going on? Hey, I was trying to see Dak Prescott or Baker Mayfield. I think you got to play Mayfield between those two. The one thing we do like about Prescott is he has a very healthy rushing floor. You know, we think he's probably, at least based on the past couple games, you know, we think he's going to tote the ball five or six times in the neighborhood of like 40 to 60 yards, maybe a bit more, and, and potentially a touchdown. But we know that we're pretty sure that Mayfield is going to be behind and they're going to be slinging the ball around a bunch. And I think that we need to take his upside into consideration against Dak Prescott. So I go with Mayfield. There you go. 713-780-3776. Guys, we only have a few more minutes with Josh. Get your questions in now or forever hold your peace. Uh, I want to talk about defenses this week, Josh. Um, I kind of like the Broncos defense just because they're at home. That's, you know, obviously one of the things you look for as well. I think the Texans offensive line, even though they're playing a little bit better, I still think they're going to be a little overmatched in this game. What do you think of Denver this week? And is there any other defenses people should be aware of? I think Denver is a, a good tournament play. And I really don't mind them too much for cash because they're cheap. They, what I do think is going to happen that game, I think this game's going to get, I won't say out of hand, but I think it's going to get high scoring. So if Denver is not going to have a high chance of, let's say, scoring a touchdown or getting, creating a bunch of turnovers, then you could be left holding an empty bag with Denver at the end of the day. But they're 2300 bucks on DraftKings. So I, at the end of the day, it's really not that bad. We're pretty sure they're going to generate a few sacks because of Houston's propensity to allow pressure on Deshaun Watson. So uh, there's probably a decent floor there, let's say four to five points for Denver's defense. And a puncher's chance for them to create a turnover and get in the box. So I... I don't mind the play a bit. Other defenses I'm looking at today are Chicago, obviously, but they're the highest price defense out there by a healthy margin. They're 4,100 on DraftKings, and that's just because they're playing Buffalo. But I have some concerns that they may be a bit of um, a donkey chalk to some degree. I think a lot of folks are probably going to be on them because they think it's an easy button. But we saw what happened when Chicago had an easy button against Miami a few weeks ago. Yeah. And they just went and they laid this total egg. So I – I, they're not facing Brock Osweiler, the you know the, the secret assassin Brock Osweiler, at Nathan Peterman. So even from Osweiler, that's a downgraded quarterback. So I think Chicago is going to be a much better prospect this week, but I'm not going to use them very much. Maybe just a, a hint here or there. I like uh, Kansas City Chiefs quite a bit this week, even though they are on the road. It's kind of against what I normally do, but I, you know this Cleveland team is in such disarray right now, and with him installing Greg Williams as the head coach, that even leads me more towards fading the Browns as, as a team that I either want to roster guys from or, or, you know, in this case, I want to use a defense against them. Kansas City's been a decent defense. Yeah. And, you know, they're, what they give up is based on volume. So, you know, they do have a chance to get turnovers. They still have Tyree Hill returning punts. So there's always a chance they're going to get a, a you know, special team score. I really like them this week for that reason. And outside of that, you know, I'm looking at the Chargers, even though they are on the road in Seattle. The Chargers have been playing pretty healthy defense this year, even though they don't have Joey Bosa. The pass rush is not as good as it could be. They're still playing really, really good defense, and they've done it on the road. So I don't mind them either. They're the same price as the Broncos, and I think they have just as much of a chance to generate turnovers and points. Josh ADHD from Roto Grinders and Fantasy Insiders. Man, I reached out to you earlier this week. I've been using all of your, uh, all of the the information you have, all these tools, all the sack rates, all the where the receivers line up, everything. I mean, everything you need is on these sites. Tell the people a little bit about where they can find all these extra tools and what you have going on during the week. Yeah, so we have uh, the premium usage tool, which is on Fantasy Insiders. If you go to the Fantasy Insiders webpage, on the left side in the left column, you'll see two links. There's one for a player usage app and one for a premium usage app. So player usage will package together snap counts and also uh, just stats across multiple weeks. So you can kind of, you know, take a different look and cut weeks out if you don't want to, you know, look at one week in particular. And you can look at that a little bit different way than you would on other sites. The premium usage app adds in receiver alignment uh, stats and splits so far as, you know, if they're in the flank, if they're in the slot, if they line up in the backfield, and it does that across multiple weeks. And then we also have the QB pressure side of that, which looks at what defenses create, what offenses allow, and allows you to look at a matchup for a coming week and see if maybe it's a smash spot based on very light pressure by defense and, and so on. So you can find the, that tool on fantasyinsiders.com as well as rotorgrinders.com. And we also have uh, Air Yards app on Fantasy Insiders where you can look at passing games from the offensive or defensive perspective from a visual standpoint. 
And I find that pretty useful when I'm looking at defenses that I want to target. Um, and that's, that's the tool suite that we have right now over on Insiders. We're really happy with it. Thanks, Josh. Uh, we have two last-minute callers. You down to take those two quick questions, Josh? Let's get it, man. Let's go. All right, Daryl, you're on Moneyline. What you got for Josh? Uh, I got Amari Cooper, uh, Sutton, or Calvin Ridley. Thanks. I think if I wanted upside this week, I would look at Ridley. If I want floor with potential for upside, I'm going to play Sutton. Cooper, I think, is going to be um, heavily, heavily, heavily targeted this week. I don't know if it's going to be very productive. But if you're yeah, but for me, between the three, I'm going to play Sutton. I feel like he's the safest of the bunch. There you go. Roll with Sutton. And finally, Matt. What do you got for Josh, Matt? What's your question? Good morning. I'm trying to fill one spot. It's not the flex spot. It's the running back spot. I got Jordan Howard, Tariq Cohen, and Latavius Murray. Of those three, I think – now, is this PPR or is it standard? Standard. It's standard league. Okay, if it's a standard league, I would probably side with Howard of the three. I really, really like Cohen this week. They didn't use him much last week, surprisingly, and I thought they would use him a bit more, but then said they decided to ride that game out with Howard. I think this game in Buffalo is going to be a little more competitive than people think. I think that Buffalo applies a lot of pressure to the passer. They have a pretty good pass rush on that team. To me, that lends me to seeing Cohen on the field more than Howard. So if if you think that there's a potential for Cohen to get, you know, let's say six or seven, eight targets and, you know, another six to eight touch, uh, carries, I think I would go with him over Howard. I think he's probably got a better chance to get in the box this week, too. All right. There you go. Thanks for calling in, Matt. Hey, Josh, thank you so much for joining us, man. We look so forward to catching up with you again next week. Good luck this week, my man. Yeah, good luck to you boys. Let's go win some money. All right, let's do it, guys. That is Josh ADHD. You can find him at Fantasy ADHD. And, guys, the reason Vegas makes lines on games is so that we can bet on them. That's why they put these lines on these fantasy football over-under numbers. It's that simple. And the simple way to bet on either the fantasy points or the games is to go to mybookie.ag. Just remember who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. And mybookie.ag is the online destination to get action on any game. They're safe, reliable. They've been in business for years. That's why Jerry and I both recommend them. We both use them because when we win, they actually pay you. That's the whole point, guys, is you want your bookie to pay you. So they have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for us, the fantasy guys, we can bet the over-under on these fantasy points and how much a guy will score in each game. You know Jerry and I will be doing that before the show's over. That's why a lot of these DFS plays we get from Josh ADHD, we use some of that to help us bet the over-under on these lines on my book. Go to your computer or your mobile phone. Go to mybookie.ag and get your account started. They will match your first deposit dollar for dollar, guys. That's right. You put in two hundred, they'll put in two hundred. You put in five hundred, they'll put in five hundred. Then you you could bet all that, and if you win, look at all that money you made. You just want to use the promo code radio to activate the offer. Just go to mybookie.ag today. That's m y b o o k i e dot a g, and make sure you use the promo code radio when you get your account started. Then you can claim your bonus. Bonus. That's right, guys. You play, you win, you get paid. Mybookie.ag. It is what it is. Trust me, you get what you give. Yeah. You gotta come to my side and see how we live. Yeah. I cannot see heaven being much better than this. Yeah. This is Nolan Ryan. You're listening to Houston's best sports talk, ESPN 975. <laughs>